0: Welcome to Turns Out It's Haunted, the podcast covering haunted locations and spooky stories. We're your hosts, Tracy and Laura. Hi Laura. Hi Tracy. Hi Scardy Cats, we're back in your ear holes. Woohoo! And, and it's your turn.
1: It's my turn. And I have got the Queen of all ghost stories. For you today, my
0: pretty? Do you now? Uh-huh. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Are With you With a sure? title like that. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. Okay. When I was reading through
1: this before when I just was reading over my my notes before Alaska's soda water spilled all over my computer and literally just Ooh. turned everything into pig Latin and gobbledygook and every other language known to man except for the one that I could read. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but I was reading it in like an accent for some reason, like a posh English accent. I'm like, Where? what is this voice in my head? Because <laughs> the place that I have... Researched and, and presenting today has nothing to do with England or Britain or the UK and I'm like, where is this voice coming from? And I feel like maybe I was channeling like the the haunted David Attenborough version. <laughs> it's like David Attenborough does haunts.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, that would be so, so mm-hmm. fun.
1: So I feel I like I wanna in. read the first bit in my fancy voice and then I'm sure I'm
0: gonna lose <laughs> it. I'm here for that. I want to hear it. You're here for it. Okay. Are you ready? I want to hear your fancy voice. I'm not sure that I am, but let's do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: No more laughing. Scary stuff isn't laughing. No. No. Okay.
0: Ready. All right. I'm ready. Ready. Serious.
1: Here is your boarding pass. We are boarding a location that has been voted one of the top ten most haunted places in America by Time magazine. Its attractions include violent disembodied screens in the boiler room, a game of hide-and-seek with a sweet little girl, and a clear step-by-step instructions on how to summon Bloody Mary. Ooh. Currently, a floating hotel... I'm so aware of the fact that none of this has been British (laughs) sounding at all. It's it's fancy. It's it's been like like a hybrid of like Aussie, American, and British. (laughs) (laughs) And all I wanted to do was sound mysterious and scary, and all I've done is made myself laugh. So
0: I'm a little bit freaked out about. What did you just say? It was floating. Currently a floating hotel, museum
1: and popular haunted tourist attraction in Long Beach, California, retired (laughs) British ocean liner RMS Queen Mary may have been officially retired from service in 1967, but as we are about to discover, there are a few, 150 to be exact, passengers and staff who clearly did not get the memo. How was that? That's was that good? awesome.
0: <laughs> I really <laughs> liked it. So uh, it's, the, it's a, an old cruise ship.
1: It's a, yeah, so it, um, it's a massive, big uh, kind of like Titanic kind of ship. If yeah. You can get the vision of a Titanic. Mm. So you're going to hear a little bit more about it now, of course, the history side of things. Oh my goodness, I'm here. On the 27th of May 1936, the majestic, mostly Fifty Shades of Grey, RMS Queen Mary (laughs) set sail on her maiden voyage across the North Atlantic Ocean. However, in 1939, when World War II broke out, the Queen Mary was converted. It then became a transport ship for Allied troops. And over the next three years, transported more than 800,000 troops to Europe, earning the nickname the Grey Ghost. So if you can imagine back then, it was this beautiful ship that was a lot like we know of the Titanic. There was the, the poor bottom class people, the jacks and the roses of the, <laughs> or the jacks, the jacks of the ship. And there were the roses of the ship and there was everywhere in between. But when World War II broke out, no one could travel. And so um, the the army and the British monarchy basically said, we need all ships on board and we're going to basically commandeer the ships and they're now going to be transport ships. So it just became this big floating... um, Grey Ghost, and it was it was actually quite um, quite a prophetic name. It turns out because in 1942, whilst carrying ten thousand troops, she collided with her smaller escort, the, HMA, the HMS Curacoa, slicing it in half.
0: With oh the my imminent, goodness!
1: Yeah, with the imminent enemy threat close by. Mary's captain had no choice but to abandon the Curacoa and its 239 crew passengers to perish in the darkness of the North Atlantic. With the popularity of air travel over ocean travel after the war, 1967 saw Mary's unfortunate retirement and, depending on what you like, fortunate addition to the world-class paranormal destination list
0: so So wait a minute stop okay it sliced a smaller ship in half and kept going
1: yeah it had no choice it had so it had an escort ship that had um like a smaller escort ship so From what I can gather, back in the day when the war was on, ships didn't travel alone. They would have a smaller ship that would kind of have um, respite crew on it and have like all different sort of operations on it, but it wouldn't be a passenger-carrying ship, it would be a crew-carrying ship. And it would Mm -hmm. escort the bigger ships along their way and kind of go first so that if if you were going to lose someone, you'd lose the smaller ship before you'd lose the bigger ship. Wow. So it accidentally collided with its host ship and um, sliced it in half and there was nothing they could do about it. They couldn't rescue the 239 crew members because they were about to be bombed. They were about to be attacked themselves. They just had to keep going.
0: That's hectic. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's so tragic. That is so bad. Yep.
1: So the HMS Kurakoa... If I'm saying it correctly, I'm probably not. Um, But they have done dives and things like that as well. So that's a whole story in itself. I'm sure. Underground, underwater, haunted location probably. Yeah. So the Queen Mary is now docked at Long Beach, California, and it's used as, like I mentioned, a floating hotel and a museum. Um, And you can also go and do um, tourist attractions there. At one stage, Disney, Walt Disney actually tried to purchase Queen Mary and they wanted to cut it in half and leave half of it in Long Beach and and take half of it to Disney World and use Mm. it as a haunted house attraction. But that didn't happen. It fell through and it didn't happen. So the state of Queen Mary at the moment seems to be a little bit up in the air because California can't afford to keep its upkeep. So they're currently looking for a private buyer or somewhere else to relocate it for it to continue on. But it's quite a sad story, but you're going to hear a lot more about it in a minute. So did you have any more questions before I continue and freak (laughs) the shit out of you?
0: (laughs) No, I just wanted to say it's interesting. Disney tries to buy these attractions, much like the SKPs mentioned, because they wanted to buy that and use that as their haunted house and they wanted to chop it in half and have mm-hmm. half in, I think it was maybe Orlando and half in Anaheim, something like that, like Disney World and Disneyland. It's and pretty they crazy. wanted to do that with this big ship. I, I can imagine the upkeep on it would be very expensive. Well, yeah, and considering that, like, it's a proper haunted,
1: vessel mm. not only would you have the maintenance you'd have the all of the stuff that's going down on a regular basis that you, you can't all really help. of the
0: other things mm-hmm. it would have to come with a tracy <laughs> or two
1: <laughs> a stacy and a tracy okay oh so my
0: goodness yeah go on we
1: are going to start our tour 50 foot below water level in the ship's engine room, which is described as a hotbed of paranormal activity. In 1966, during a routine watertight door drill, an 18-year-old crew member was crushed to his death. His blue overall bearded spirit has been seen walking the length of Shaft Alley before disappearing at door number 13. It's his screams and violent noises that you can hear. Not alone, the engine room is also home to the spirit of an engineer who was reportedly crushed to death. So there are so many things that, um, or so many um, properly noted and reported deaths aboard the Queen Mary, but there are many also that were not reported. So a lot of the time, it's really hard for historians and paranormal investigators to know what to believe and what not to believe, just like with every paranormal location, basically, because you can't really prove it. You can only go by story and hearsay and experience. But the engine room is supposed to be quite notorious for some pretty um, horrific and um, untimely deaths that occurred purely just in the in the danger of the job of being in the engine room. It's yeah. where the steam is. It's where the doors are. It's where it's hot. If, yeah, if she's going to go down, she's going to go down there. Yeah. So moving up to the Queen's Salon a woman in white or sometimes she's referred to as the lady in white is reported to be who was reported to be a first class passenger gracefully glides across the floor in a long white gown dancing to a silent orchestra. Now, all the reports that I read about her, it seems that she might be a bit of a residual because she doesn't seem to communicate. She tends to just be quite Um, withdrawn and she sticks to one corner of the room and she just dances and glides she doesn't really interact she doesn't respond she doesn't intelligently answer she's just doing a thing just like she she stays
0: classy she's a classy ghost
1: yeah and the music just kept playing and she just kept dancing it's just like nah I'm in my white dress I look beautiful tonight the music's playing (laughs) and I'm a dancer and I'm sticking to it
0: she's a leader. so she's there
1: Mm mm-hmm so Many spirits of children can also be located throughout the ship, but the most infamous infamous are where the first-class level pool is. So closed for more than 30 years now, the first-class swimming pool is still a popular attraction for the women who have often been seen appearing in 1930s-style swimming suits wandering the decks near the pool. And if you're lucky, you'll hear the sounds of splashing water and spy wet footprints leading from the deck to the changing rooms. And some uh, have also spied the spirit of a young girl clutching her teddy bear. Um, And we believe that her name is Jackie. Um, And allegedly this girl drowned in the pool during the ship's sailing days. And she apparently refuses to move on. Um, And her voice and the sounds of laughter have often been uh, recorded on EVPs. Really?
0: Um,
1: And I'm trying to locate a clear one. So hopefully by the time this episode goes to air, I've got (laughs) one to Maddie and you guys will be hearing it at the end. Um, Wow. Yeah. But what's interesting is that um, one of the people who um is in charge of the ship now points out that there there were no no drownings of children that occurred on the ship's records however um there is a paranormal investigator by the name of Cher Garman who um who has written a book about the Queen Mary as well but she is somewhat of a psychic medium apparently and oh, wow, she okay. claims to have have had an interaction with Jackie so it's like we know who Jackie is. We know she's been like, we've identified her. She's a legitimate haunt, a legitimate spirit that many people have encountered. And we believe that she died having drowned there, but there's no proof in any records that can validate that. Um, so the infamous B deck though, once housing the third class cabins and is now used for guests of the floating hotel, has three hundred and fourteen staterooms and thirteen suites. That's and with a lot. its dark mahogany hallway, it definitely conjures the creeps. However, back in the 1960s, during one of its final voyages across the Atlantic. The ship was docked in Long Beach and it's reported. Now, there's many stories on this, on this, on what happened here. There's so many different variants of it. But either way, we know something happened. It's just how it went down is sort of maybe a little bit fantastical. But a man went crazy and brutally murdered two women.
0: Holy smokes.
1: Yep. Um, He was locked in his third class stateroom when his crimes were discovered. And back then, it was, he was either in B222, B224, or B226. The door was locked and a guard was posted outside. A little while later, he started pounding on the door, saying someone was in there with him trying to kill him. The guard ignored him, thinking it was a ruse to escape. After a while, the passenger quietened down and the guard figured he went to sleep. Oh, no! <laughs> the ship arrived in New York the next day and they brought in the New York police department and some detectives and they went to get the murderer they went to get this guy and when they opened the door they actually found that the man had been ripped apart and Ooh. all of his insides were sprawled all over the room like someone had just like just picked it up and thrown it everywhere And there was absolutely no way that it could have been done to himself. So we know that that's what was found. And we know that there was a man yelling, but everything in between, and we know that there's two women in there that were dead too. But in terms of what went down in there, no one has any idea of being able to actually truly tell the truth because the three people that were in the room are dead.
0: The. The other two women that he had killed were in that same room that he was being imprisoned in, yeah that's strange in itself.
1: yep, so what they ended up doing was um they combined the b two two the b two two four and the b two two six all together, the three um state rooms together, and they turned it into b three four zero and so. B340 is the infamous suite now or the infamous stateroom now where every paranormal investigator wants to be. It's the room where they all want to sleep the night. It's the room where they all want to go and and do their paranormal investigations. And apparently it opened up, I think, in April 2020 maybe or maybe even 2021, and it oh, immediately recently. was booked out for six months. Wow. By paranormal investigators because that's how how um, notorious it is for capturing proper, like, proper evidence, which is that there's nothing more exciting than that as a paranormal investigator. <laughs> wow. So by the 1980s, um, B340 was closed to booking because guests would just up and leave in the middle of the night reporting that covers had been pulled off, clothes hangers were rattling footsteps could be heard knocks and so much more but for the first time since the 80s the room has finally been open to check-ins and like I said uh it's been booked out for six months and you can go and stay there right now if you want to for $499 a night holy
0: holy smokes
1: and it's not luxury. It's just simple furnishings, simple designs. Got two small fort- uh, two small portals. It comes with a ghostly package, including a chest with a Ouija board for private oh, séances, wow. tarot cards, a crystal ball, and paranormal investigation equipment. So. You can go there and in that bathroom as well is where the instructions are neatly displayed for you to connect with Bloody Mary. And there's a oh, video. In the mirror? Mm-hmm. There's a video that I've seen by a paranormal investigator who stays there with a friend and he captured on camera paranormal activity of his toothpaste being knocked off the like little shelf on the vanity in that bathroom Mm. and he does it in slow motion and so many angles and he's actually a skeptic so he goes Mm -hmm. there and he's like I have watched it over and over and over again and it is like against all laws of physics for that toothpaste
0: to be able to do what it did So the ship wasn't just rocking in that moment? (laughs) No.
1: The way that it moves, it's like someone, and you can see it if you Google it, it's like someone picks it up and throws it.
0: Oh, oh, wow. It's not
1: like it just slips off the shelf. It's like it changes and moves over and then falls down. Like a
0: meaningful action. Yeah.
1: It's like someone's picking it up but you just can't Mm. see their hands doing it. And so he has not been able to go back. Actually, he went back last year and the big thing was when you watch his investigation that he's like, I don't know how I'm going to... And it was like 17 years later or something crazy. And okay. he's like, I don't know how the ship's ghosts are going to respond to me because last time I was here and this happened with the toothpaste, I swore at them and I told, like, I pretty much gave them what for <laughs> and told and, and was yelling at them and... I don't know how they're going to respond to me. I don't know how, and so he was legitimately scared of some kind fair of fair enough. Yeah, some kind of um, you know retaliation, I guess. From well, do spirits. they have a
0: memory? What's their capacity yeah, to remember they that experience? Do. They do. Okay. They know your right. energy because energy is yeah. energy.
1: It's like when I do mediumship. I could read for someone, and then two, three years later, read for that person again. I don't remember their face. I don't remember their name. The minute that I connect with their dead person, I know that I've connected with that dead person before because of the energy. The dead person is what I'm familiar mm-hmm. with. It's bizarre. Yeah. And then it I'll just be feels like, familiar. Hey, I have read for you before. And they're like, yeah, I saw you a few years ago. And I'm like, I remember your dead person. Like, I don't say that, <laughs> oh God. but that's, yep. that's what's happening.
0: So then they remember us as well.
1: Yeah, it's just energy. And so when yep. we share energy, because I'm working with them, of course they're going to yep. remember. Yeah, okay. I've been a conduit for them. Um, our energies have enmeshed. So the spirit of another little girl um is um often seen as well and she tends to play hide and seek and laugh and run and she's quite sweet but there's something about child spirits that freak me out I think more than adult spirits hmm I don't know why. I feel like they're just so cheeky and mischievous.
0: like A bit more unpredictable.
1: Yeah, like the sound of a laughing child as a spirit I think would be so much more eerie and freaky than the sound of a lady laughing.
0: Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, I'm not um, okay with any of hearing any of the sounds, <laughs> but a child sound would freak me out more. So, yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> it would, I think it would just be more unsettling.
0: Yeah. Well, it means a child's had to die, obviously, to yeah. be, you know, doing that, and that's never and a what, nice thing to think about. Yeah, like let what alone, have they been
1: subjected to. Yeah,
0: under what circumstances, that type of thing. It's mm-hmm. unsettling.
1: So reports have been made of a tall, dark-haired man who appears in 1930s-style suit, as well as water running and lights turning on in the middle of the night. For people who stay there, their phones ring and there's no one on the other side. Um, In the children's third-class playroom, you can hear the sounds of a baby crying which is thought to be the sound of an infant boy who died shortly after his birth, which is documented in the ship's logs. Other phenomenon uh, in the ship includes the sounds of knocks, slamming doors, high-pitched squeals, drastic temperature changes so it drops to freezing cold, and smells.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: Just like lovely. Dead smells. Just not smells that you want to be smelling. So yeah. something really interesting happened though on that ship as well. Like just something else interesting that happened. Another There thing. was a senior second officer by the name of William Eric Stark. And he accidentally drank dry cleaning fluid. What? thinking that it was gin and he died and it's quite he apparently is a very well-known spirit that that lingers around and the cook who was baked alive by his baked own alive. Ki- by his own kitchen staff
0: during World War II on the ship yes. How does that happen? Not I don't a, know. Uh, but not all, one of the favourite chefs around then? Ugh, all I can think about is like the smell of cooked human. But mm. <laughs> <laughs> It's not um, the most pleasant smell. You know I've worked for years as an operating theatre nurse and there uh-huh. is a lot of diathermy. There's a lot of burny-burny that goes on it. It's not a pleasant smell.
1: Oh, it's disgusting. And when we like, when I've been to um, a morgue,
0: yeah, um, you've been to just, a morgue.
1: I have, and I've been to a morgue twice. And then I've been to like a like a like a, a morgue that is being used as a morgue presently. And then yeah. I've been to the quarantine morgue, quarantine the station morgue, yeah. the old one, yeah. Um. It's, it's a smell that, like, seeps into every part of you. Like, like I could smell it in my hair. I could smell it in my clothes. It's just, it's like such a, it's got such a depth to it. Mm
0: Like, because
1: oh, I wonder whether
0: or not he was cooked alive. I just, under what circumstances does that happen? Was that documented or reported much or just the fact mm. that the event occurred but no yeah. sort of i need Not more I information
1: it. well it says baked alive and <laughs> That's so, so gross. and it was during world war ii so who knows maybe he
0: got sick maybe like, it was a cheap cremation maybe maybe he wanted no pyrolytic to. ovens yeah. back then <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe it's just like hey cookie we're either going to throw you overboard because you got dysentery, or we're going to cremate you. Which one do you want? And he's like, "Well, I'm a cook. What else would I want? I'd want to be cremated in my oven that I cook in." Yuck!
0: That is and so gross. Maybe no choice. Was... Just push him overboard. <laughs> See you later. We're maybe out it was of his here.
1: choice, and maybe they're just using their own um, their own um, what's the word um, their own take on it to be That's able really to sensationalise the story.
0: That is really... Then where would you cook? Where would you eat dinner? Oh, this has a flavour of the old cookie. <laughs> that is so gross. Smoked cook. It's a new flavour. Jerky <laughs> for the next month. Oh, no. Sorry, too far. <laughs> Honestly, though, next cookie, time just push over jerky. the side. Cookie flavored jerky cookie flavor Ooh!
1: <laughs> 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 you say i'm a vegetarian uh, and oh. you're like
0: <laughs> yeah true i don't <laughs> mind like regular old jerky regular jerky <laughs> fine no thanks mm. my
1: dog dash likes jerky that's his trick. yeah
0: yeah like doggy jerky though maybe no. not human jerky proper jerky human jerky Yeah, beef jerky. That costs a fortune. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I've had camel jerky before. That's actually quite nice. Yeah. I know. I know. It sounded gross like you read it on the packet and then you ate it and it's like, oh, that's really good. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) There you go.
1: I have eaten goanna and crocodile.
0: I am fascinated by you, Tracy.
1: It's so pretty is shocking
0: to think that I would do that, hey. White meat? Yes. Ah, oh, hence you eating it. Yes. They're both white meats. Yeah, I've had crocodile but I've not had goanna.
1: Gowana yeah. is just like chicken.
0: Where were you? Everything's just like chicken.
1: Well, I was working for a certain fried chicken outlet. When I was like 15. And mm-hmm. one of the delivery drivers there, she was Indigenous Aboriginal. Mm-hmm. and she had just come back from being with her mob and mm-hmm. she'd come back from visiting family and she came back with her dinner and she was eating her dinner during her break between deliveries yep. and she pulled out this foil package and unpacked it. And I'm like, "What? The, what's that? She says, it's goanna. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, really? She goes, I dare you. Have a try, love. Yeah. And I was like, what does it taste like? And she goes, it tastes like chicken. So I was like, okay, and it tasted exactly like chicken. It was just like um, different texture, but just it's just like eating chicken.
0: Wow, meaty. Yeah, yeah. I it really almost, want to try some.
1: It's not, like I liked it. It's a little yeah. bit, a little bit gamey. Yeah. Like I remember, if I, that was the first time that I found out what gamey meant because oh, okay, yeah. I said to her. It tastes like chicken but, like, feral chicken. <laughs> she goes, yeah, that's feral. gamey. <laughs> 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 that's what gamey is, love. So, yeah, yeah goanna, crocodile. Um, I've eaten eel. Yeah. Um, kangaroo. It's I red I have meat. not eaten kangaroo but my boys, like, the rest of my family eat kangaroo pff, fairly often. Actually,
0: it's not half bad.
1: Well, it smells like I can't cook it. I can't smell it. Oh, like, right. if it's, really? If it's be- yeah. I mean, I can't even do beef. I can't smell beef. Yeah, like I just, yeah. I get so sick in my stomach. Mm. Um, it's kangaroo just smells really, really, really strong. But they love mm. it.
0: Mm.
1: They love it. Um, <laughs> What else? Pine protein, low in fat. Mm, can't say I've ever eaten a cook that was baked alive.
0: Oh, hopefully these people didn't eat it either. Who would know why they baked him? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Listeners, find out for us and let us know. <laughs> is it for real, though?
0: Is that reported that actually yeah. happened or is that like a hearsay?
1: Nope, it's there.
0: Wonderful. Mm-hmm.
1: And I just realised
0: we went off topic, but I know.
1: Yeah. And then you think, like, <laughs> were the people, the kitchen staff, who baked him alive, were they charged with murder?
0: Yeah, but or so it said, baked alive, not yeah. So he the was cook who, then, who was baked yeah.
1: alive by his own okay. kitchen staff during World War II. Okay. But these are but a few of the many reports of ghostly sightings and strange events occurring on this luxury floating hotel according to Nicole Strickland who wrote a book named The Spirited Queen Mary The Legend of B340 was actually invented in the 80s or early 90s 90s by the employees of Disney who created a scene which involved a few Disney staff members who became cast members who wanted to scare guests who were asking about one of the yet unfinished rooms that was unavailable for bookings due to renovations. And so it's believed the legend was born. But if the tales are true, then unbridled psychokinetic thought energy would charge the room to cause manifestations of nomadic spirits that to me is even cooler than a haunt. Now I quoted this directly from, clearly, because they are so not my words, I couldn't even speak them, but (laughs) um, I quoted this from something which I'll put in our show notes for you to give credit to. But what Mm -hmm. they're basically saying in that is a long drawn-out way of saying that You've basically attracted and conjured the energy that's existing and now it's taken its own form. But it doesn't actually have, doesn't bring itself back to an actual human that has died that is causing the spirit haunt.
0: Does that work like that? Can that happen?
1: Yeah, and so that's what happens in places where that, um, like portals to hell happen, for example. So it's like, we can just okay. open it up to entities and energy and we can bring, um, thought manifested energy into a place and charge the room with it. And all of a sudden you go into the room and you get the creepy vibe and it's got nothing to do with the fact that there was ever a haunt in there. It's just that the people that were in there were conjuring creepy vibes. We're
0: being creepy <laughs>
1: were creeps. It's, it's just the energy. It's just, it's basically just what you do to the room, which happens a lot in haunted locations simply because of the fear that's involved in those spaces, Mm -hmm. which is why you should just never do a paranormal investigation with people who are really afraid because it's not fun. No. Um, But either way, there is a lot of real activity there now. And there are so many haunted locations that we cover and that other people cover that they will go and they will go there because apparently they're in the top ten of the haunted location. Sorry about that slam door. Param <laughs> obviously say, lost. Was that? <laughs> I think Para <laughs> might have lost. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, but a lot of the time, you'll go and you won't experience anything. It'll feel creepy, and it'll be quite an extraordinary place to investigate. But you won't have anything happen to you. This yeah. place is a place where. Everyone that goes there experiences something. And they think it's because of the up to 150 different people reported to have died on the ship, either from natural causes or something more sinister or an accident. Somewhere along the way you're bound to bump into one of them. So that is Queen Mary.
0: That is... So interesting, and I have way more questions. So, it was, um, it had its maiden voyage in 1936, Mm -hmm. and then, um, as of 1967, it started doing its it was at Long Beach, California, doing its floating hotel thing, Mm -hmm. and three years after its maiden voyage, it was, um, you know, part of a transport service. For World War for the II. War. Mm-hmm. So, is that where most of the people were dying? The 150? Yes. That's a lot of people dead in that time. Mm-hmm. But I suppose when you throw a war in there, of course, there's people dying. So, mm-hmm. um, why, like, did you find a lot more stories about like s- dead and dying soldiers and disfigured people and that sort of stuff? Or like, no, you know, they- war nurses or doctors or that sort of thing?
1: No, I think they're the. I think that, um, like, even though they would be so interesting and would probably account for most of them, I think that what makes the Queen Mary such a popular destination for tourists, and Long Beach actually paid a ton of money to have the ship docked there. And so they need to make money back. And if you have a ship that. Only advertises, or for example, is really kind of heavy on come and see all the soldiers' spirits and the nurses' spirits. It wouldn't make it the only one of its kind. It would kind of make it just another one of the attractions to go and see another one of the RMS ships and another Another one of the war museum. Correct. Mm. Whereas the the spirits that they highlight are pretty much like the the children and the women. The wealthy and the crew, um, and the captain, and they kind of avoided all of the, the talk of the of the um, the sailors and the um, the veterans and things like that. And I'm not sure whether or not it's it's just not talked about, and it's not as interesting for people to report on. But Mm. unless we went there and actually could experience an interaction with those spirits, you can only really go by what you read and what's out there on YouTube to research. And pretty much everything that you come across when you come to the Queen Mary pretty much talks about the same spirits that were mentioned in this episode Um, and kind of tend to really focus on the lady in white, the captain who drank the... The bleach instead of the gin
0: so um, weird yeah what was it dry cleaning fluid or dry something? dry cleaning
1: yeah dry cleaning fluid
0: that's um wow
1: yeah it's pretty crazy and there's so many stories that go deeper into those stories
0: um yeah that can't be a nice way to go
1: oh can you imagine
0: like it would oh. burn yeah it would burn it would be horrific must have been chugging that shit back. Well, depends on when you were the captain. Mm. Oh, like, I don't know. Just imagine
1: the shit you'd gross. have to go through. Hey, Captain, Cookie decided that instead <laughs> of being thrown over, he wanted to be put in the oven and cremated, so we did it. <sighs> you did what?
0: Maybe it wasn't accidental. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe um, they just and got sick of his cooking. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I don't want this shit again. Oh, no. So question about Bloody Mary. I know you mentioned Bloody Mary and it made me think about something to do with high school. And if you said, like, Bloody Mary staring into a mirror a, mirror a fair few times, Bloody Mary would appear. So mm-hmm. it made me... It, I just wrote wrote that down to talk to you about it because other than that vague little recollection is that um is that what you remember too or what mm-hmm. else can you shed some light on that, that little thing
1: Urban legend is what that urban is Urban legend yeah um maybe we'll do um because it's about time we do another urban legend episode
0: Sure so
1: maybe I'll do those ones that are like kind of cult urban legends from when we were little like Bloody Mary and the seance with the
0: fingers, um, light as a feather, mm-hmm. thick as a board, something yeah. like that. That's, that's stiff that's as that's levitation.
1: A board. That's levitation. Yeah, yeah. Um, And also, um, oh, what's the one that I'm thinking about that was on Friday the 13th? Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll, I'll do an episode on that and I'll go into Bloody Mary. But I remember going on year five camp and we stayed in, like, cabins. And it was the biggest thing. It was like we were so excited because we all said we were going to do Bloody Mary on camp in the caverns because it was passed down through the years at school. It's like the girls in the year above us were like, when you go to camp, you, you, you have to do Bloody Mary in the bathroom. So it was like a rite of passage. <laughs> Yeah. And I remember doing it and just going, this is shit. <laughs> really? But at the same time I was sufficiently scared. Like I was I was petrified but it didn't work and I'm like, well, that was boring, that was a letdown and then I'm walking out of the bathroom just going, who's got lollies? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who brought the lolly stash? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I've never done Bloody Mary stuff. I've just Do heard it. about it. Do it do no it way. no way <laughs> i'd rather hear you talk about it chicken shit <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's me i'm
1: so gonna get you drunk and i'm so gonna make you do it i'm gonna lock no, you, you, you in the won't. bathroom
0: you wouldn't you wouldn't be even like, do it <laughs> if only we knew each other in high school
1: <laughs> oh god yeah no. Nah.
0: No. Nah. We wouldn't be friends that, now. I was about to say I don't know that we would have been friends back then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think we would have but we wouldn't mm. be friends now if, if we'd have met in high school. <laughs> we would have we would have been like, nah, we couldn't we could never be together again.
0: <laughs> oh, that sounds so
1: sad. I think I would have scared you. Like I would have just been scared. You scare me now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i joke
1: i'm not scary
0: no you're not you just see dead people (laughs) that's not scary (laughs) it's not for you it's not for lots of people
1: (laughs) Mm. yeah well it's not scary to me
0: no it's normal to you you're used to it which
1: means that you shouldn't be
0: scared Mm, Fair point. Well taken. Touché.
1: But when you've said before, like when you come with me doing paranormal investigations, that you're not scared. No, that's true. Yeah. I'm more intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. To be
0: honest. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yeah.
1: Mm. (laughs) I can't wait. I saw that Monte Cristo's opened back up.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. We can't go.
1: Yeah. But it's open. So,
0: not long now. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe as soon as we're open, maybe that's where we go first.
0: Yeah, we've got a road map to freedom now or whatever they're calling it. so Not if you're not
1: Fingers
0: vaccinated. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Let's not even begin that they, chat at the end of they, such a fun.
1: I know, but they episode. haven't even given us a roadmap. It's like nah, you guys just don't get an updated
0: roadmap. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you just, when we feel like it, there, we'll let you know. Yeah, there <laughs> are no figures for
1: you. Yeah.
0: Oh, they haven't we don't figured have any out. in
1: your language
0: yet. <laughs> no update. You lot, just wait. Just yeah. wait a bit. Yeah. Hang about. <laughs> yeah, we'll just make you sit and, and
1: sit in your dirty nappy and make sure that you know <laughs> <laughs> you're being punished. So we're just going to completely oh ignore gosh. you and forget about you.
0: Bloody crazy times, isn't it? We'll speak to the favourite children. Yeah, the good kids. (laughs) The good kids.
1: (laughs) The ones that do what they're told.
0: Well, I must say, with all of that hoopla that's going on, the last 45-odd minutes has been wonderful to escape to the Queen Mary because... There's a lot of interesting characters that haven't left it by the sounds.
1: Absolutely. And if anyone is, like, really into history as well as war history and boats and all that kind of stuff, it's really worthwhile Mm. doing um, a lot of research on it because it has got such an amazing story from how it became like a passenger ship of really high quality and then turned into basically a just a pat like a toing and froing troop ship um yeah, but it had to yeah yeah in um in world war 2 it had to have lots of um things happen to it in order for it to be under the radar as as a ghost ship so to speak so there's so many fascinating topics that have really nothing to do with why it's haunted but again if you know like Laura if you like the history and you like to you get fascinated by all of the amazing things then um then you'll you'll really geek out on this and the Queen Mary actually came um to Sydney um in I think it was uh, 1940 um she left New York and came to Sydney um wow yeah, and so that she carried... That would a long
0: voyage.
1: Yeah. Um, so she carried Australian troops and New Zealand troops to the UK at one point as well. So Gosh. there's a little bit of a link to us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the ship wasn't always grey either. They painted it grey to turn it into a bit of a navy ship um, and oh, for it okay. to be not noticed in the ocean. So there's so many stories about the actual ship that are just fascinating yeah, right.
0: so go yeah. and geek out
1: on it guys because yeah it's pretty cool pretty Love
0: cool it. thank you tracy all right scaredy cats
1: don't let the bed bugs bite or the yeah ghosts give you a
0: fright <laughs> <laughs> You've lost it. See you later, everybody. Bye. As always, get in touch with your stories and photos. Take care. Got a spooky story you'd like us to
1: share or a haunted location you'd like us to cover? Send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at turnsout
0: underscore it's haunted. We'd appreciate a follow, a share, a rating, a review, whatever floats your boat.
1: next time sleep well my scaredy cat